We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm paranoid now, left. Yeah, I was looking at my phone and I looked up like with six seconds left to countdown. Like, oh snap, did I go live yet? (laughs) So, sheesh, that would never happen again. Lucky Lefty Podcast. It's a Tuesday, and we are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. The Anora Boys are back. AnoraWhiskey.com is that AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly you definitely have to drink responsibly we're going to talk about the oc candidates a few of them and how the notre dame offense is going to look if they indeed got the position or were hired by notre dame we'll also talk about the buzz nationally about notre dame and the oc position and possibly what could be happening with other coaches that NFL teams might be coming after post-Super Bowl. Everybody's out there where you are left. Agents, it's a lot of money being thrown around, a lot of deals being made, a lot of buzz. And from I get a couple of sources I've spoken to, <clears throat> the Notre Dame buzz is real about coaches on the staff and about the position that's currently open as far as the offensive coordinator. So that's good to hear. It's it's always good to hear that Notre Dame is floating around amongst the elite of business, college football, and the NFL. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the business is is at a right time right now and we're transitioning and it's good to see – Sort of how NBA free agency operates. It's cool to see NFL and college operate on an administration level because coaching switches matter. And, you know, it's good to see uh, it be hot. It be hot right now. Yeah, absolutely. So we move from that to talk about whether or not – I think we've, we've identified the Notre Dame position as a – premium yeah yeah you know you and i we can go back and forth right from a brand standpoint 
I think any position at Notre Dame, like if you're a winning quarterback at Notre Dame, it's prestigious, right? Yes. Probably beneficial for future quarterbacks from an NIL landscape or standpoint. Coach, same way, right? If you have any charisma, being the coach at Notre Dame, pretty profitable. Pretty being profitable. A, being a quarter day coordinator at Notre Dame in the past might not have been seen and might not have been of equal value amongst coaches and agents as people view it from a brand standpoint. Mm. I think that's what I'm really trying to point out, right? Because for a while there, Notre Dame did not equal up to or did not live up to the wage and compensation that top coordinators deserved on the market or were getting on the market. And that sometimes stopped Notre Dame from being able to go after big dogs or go after the best of the best. And it stopped the best of the best from looking at Notre Dame as a serious competitor for their services. From a brand standpoint, anything you do at Notre Dame, bro, is, I mean, you're going to be, Heck, Drew Pine was on Sports Center when he transferred, bro. Like, like, like. Yeah, I think just Notre Dame as a brand itself is such a platform as a standalone. If you're a part of that in any significant way, mm-hmm. that value is going to be seen on a national level. Whether you're a fan of Notre Dame or not, you're going to see Notre Dame across your TV because it's in a it's an attention grabber. And what comes from Notre Dame seems to gain a lot of attention, even if when it leaves Notre Dame, it may not be the same. Uh, We talked about Notre Dame being a great um, stepping stone to launch a lot of great careers. Matt LaFleur was our offensive coordinator, launched him into being the head coach of the Packers. And he's still the head coach of the Packers, doing a lot of great things. Uh, Mike Sanford. Offensive coordinator went to uh, end up going, basically became a head coach at Western Kentucky, was an intern head coach at Colorado, you know, and that was my offensive coordinator, Chuck Martin, my very first offensive coordinator, my recruiter at Notre Dame, head coach at Miami. So it's a pattern and it's something, you you know, you really just got to take advantage of. And that's why these seasons each year become more and more important Mm. because of what can transpire in the off season because of the success. Even if it's not at its peak, you're going to have success enough to garner the attention of your services uh, getting paid for at other places. So maybe Notre Dame doesn't see the value of uh, paying you the top, top dollar because we give you the value of the top dollar to go somewhere else and make your money. So, I mean, we made Brian Kelly a $100 million man at another workplace. Uh, I'm sure we made Tommy Reese a high earner at Alabama coming from Notre Dame. So, you know, you're going to get your money right coming through our uh, our program. Lucky Lucky Pat, well, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. 
go over there with shows like State of Recruiting and us as well. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's interesting you say that, Left, because most of the time, you know, a lot of people like to spin narratives, negative narratives, shall I say. And one of those negative narratives is they don't like to pay their coordinators. And, you know, it's all about Notre Dame, which has kind of hindered the NIL collective in a way. And this is what recruits are being told. This is how you negative recruit Notre Dame. Not only when it comes to young athletes, but when it comes to the best of the best in the coaching arena. And hopefully Notre Dame is taking this opportunity. The way they responded to Tommy publicly and the way that they choose to move and the guys that they go after. Maybe they turn over a new leaf and build a new narrative moving forward because don't look we we know al golden is pursuing i won't say pursuing al golden would love to be a defensive coordinator in the nfl yes yes nfl teams they see Dylan mccullough he's already been on a world championship staff with the kansas city chiefs as a running back coach well guess what if he gets an opportunity to go to the right situation as an OC or a running back coach, yeah, teams are going to come after him. That's right. So the new narrative needs to be set. There needs to be a foundation for that new narrative, especially with coaches, because you want to begin to attract the best of the best. And this is the beautiful thing from the people I talk to that are out there in the desert with you, Left. People are calling and asking about the job. Right. It's not just Notre Dame pursuing people. People are calling and inquiring about the job. And when I say that, I'm not talking about, we'll get to the report surrounding Byron Leftwich in a, in a second. But there are actual coaches and agents calling Notre Dame, inquiring 
about the job and whether or not, you know, their guys can get in and get a Zoom call or but things do, of that but, nature. But do you see how it's, it's so interesting? It's like Kenny Pickett called to go up to Notre Dame, seeing the issues. It seems like when Notre Dame is on your TV screen, the beacon of light is shining on the – and shining the bat signal to the country that, hey, spots are clearly looking available. Now, we're not going to chase you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Indirectly, we're chasing you because you see what we need, because you see what we have built, and you can see the structure can fit with the right one piece left. So our value is there because you know what Notre Dame is as a standalone, as a brand. So yeah. now it's like, okay, you know what we need. It's like we just taking offers at this point. That's just a unique position Notre Dame's put themselves in as a school that takes offers as opposed to necessarily going out and and chasing the best of the best because it seems like with the success record that Notre Dame is putting out just on we we from our actions and not our words. Yeah, I mean this is the the honeypot, which makes it so crazy to see a guy make a lateral move. When I mean we seem to have more success with our coaches uh, failing upwards or being able to take a bigger step than what they were asked to do at Notre Dame. I mean even Lance Taylor got a head coaching job. Audrey Denson got a head coaching job. Got a head coaching job. Yeah, successful. You know, Yes, there's success. There's a history of success with Notre Dame coordinators, you know, getting jobs, specifically so, in the college ranks. So but, when it comes to some money, I mean, yeah. I'm sure Notre Dame is like, man, look at what we're doing. It's like the same as how Brian Kelly's winning this coach of Notre Dame history. That's a great value piece to go get you $100 million somewhere. You're the winningest coach at Notre Dame history. You can go get some money about anywhere in the country. Anywhere in the country. So maybe Notre Dame is a little light in the pockets. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they said our value, our four for 40, even, even is past the students. We give you a four for 40 as a coaching staff, a better career, a launching point, a great resume builder. So I would love to see. Now, if we were taking the approach of an Alabama, we would be unfair, in my opinion. Because now you're getting the benefits and you're getting the money. I know it'd be, it'd be, it'd always be too crazy. It'd almost be a, a, a pipe dream. But right. <laughs> I do think that Notre Dame has its unique way of doing business, and that's why we seem to stand out when business happens or laws and regulations take change in college football. We seem to always make the right move. But it's it's an interesting place. I think Marcus Freeman is going to come down to the end of the road at some point, especially if he wins a championship and say, hey, I'm going to need a couple more dollars in my pocket. You know, he got six kids. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Six million needs to be on the contract. It might need to be 60. Who knows? He might win a couple championships, add a, mo- a couple more kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, Notre Dame business moves have always been uh, consistent. Brian Kelly's always wanted some more money. That's been something that's happened in the 10 years. He's always asked for a little bit more. 
Now, he's been consistent and got a little bit more, but he ain't got what he probably really wanted and that he found at LSU. Yeah, and it's something that stood out yesterday. One of our comments after the show was, like I said, we always respond and, and tap into the comments after the show. One of the interesting comments, you know, made reference to some comments we made about Tommy as far as the decision-making with Marcus Freeman being a little bit off topic. And I kind of laugh because I feel like in this process, we've been (laughs) bad look. There's some stuff we could have said a long time ago that we really just didn't give a darn. That's right. I think we have been totally fair when it comes to and pretty much have kept it strictly football and recruiting when it comes to Tommy Reese. So yeah, you, know, Day, you gave your opinion, you gave your opinion on why he left. And, you know, I've given my opinion on look, no one is sitting here saying that Marcus Freeman would not have retained Tommy Reese. The optics are bad when the offensive coordinator is announced before the head coach. It's just bad optics. And as a university, you leave yourself open to questions and narratives, period. Just bad optics. You got people who are respected covering Notre Dame, pretty much putting stories out that Tommy has full autonomy. These are the things Before that the head put coach out. was announced. Absolutely. That's key. Absolutely. You got full autonomy before the head coach was announced. What and is so, that? And this is why what Notre Dame is choosing to do now from PR standpoint is very important. Because like I said, a year ago, Everything surrounding what was going on was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And when we look at it now, you know, you have to feel like moving forward that they continue this trend, that the best of the best will be compensated at Notre Dame. When it yeah, comes to the just, coaches. You know, I just think and Notre the, Dame is a, is a principled value type of institution. And it's like the, they're like the apple tree. They can give you some apples, mm-hmm. but they really going to give you the seeds that you can grow your own tree somewhere else. Yeah. A lot of places going to give you a lot of apples. You're going to be full of apples. No, they ain't going to give you a couple of apples, but they're going to give you some seeds. You go do your own thing and build a bigger apple tree. So um, it's a different type of value. I think it's the same as for a guy committing as a student athlete, looking at it as, I may not get the NIL, but I know the value of a four for 40 is can carry me longer than me getting a four for four at Wendy's because that's where you'll probably work if you go to Ohio State and don't make it. So now you get to Notre Dame and you get a four for 40, you're failing up. Even if you don't go to the league, look at Braden Lindsay, a great success story, mm-hmm. a guy that chose to not play football. How many college athletes can choose not to play if they don't want to, to go take a nice, solid 
four for 40 job. Not that the job is not great, because it is great for him to be able to have a decision and options. And I think that's a very mature decision to make, but it's a decision that you uh, understand and develop when you go to a place like Notre Dame. So I think getting the value of seeing the picture bigger than money as a student athlete is important. But as a, you know, as a coach, you want your money too now. Let's see the the other narrative that needs to change. Right. And this is a good comment to kind of launch this off of RJ G Irvin. Thank you for tapping in. Bad look for a new young coach. His coach is picking up and leaving. Yeah, if he was the head coach of Utah. <laughs> if he was the head man, coach this is college football. When you're elite programs, coaches leave all the time. I mean, we got to go through the track record one more time. Elko, head coaching job. Right? He stayed in NFL job, came back. Audrey Denson, head coaching job. Chuck Martin, head coaching job. Mike Sanford, head coaching job. LaFleur, NFL Packers, head coaching job. Right. This ain't just Mark. This is not just Marcus Freeman. Brian Kelly lost a lot of coaches when he was at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly fired his whole staff 2015. And a strength coach. (laughs) And a strength coach. 2016. And a strength coach. Got a whole new, had a whole, how many universities allow you five years in? Don't get a championship. Get worse each year mm-hmm. and give you the chance to redo it all by firing your whole staff and allowing you to get a whole new staff. How many, and then having some success and then letting you walk. If that's not <laughs> the greatest relationship between a university and a head coach, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. They bring you in. You got tons of issues. You winning, but it's a lot of uh, it's a lot going on. A guy dies. You're still there. You get to a championship after so many chances. Right. Get embarrassed. Stay in Pretty much the same. Then you start getting worse after the potential which you had, and they give you the chance to restart. They said, "Look, and wait before they give you the chance to restart. They let you bring all of your friends. <laughs> they say, you know what? You've been doing such a mediocre, decently good job. We're going to let you bring everybody you grew up with." What if Marcus Freeman brought everybody he grew up with as a coach? And then it don't go right. And then you get a chance to fire everybody that you brought to restart. Don't win a championship still. As you're searching for NFL jobs every year. Right. And they say, you know what? We'll let you walk. Not fire you. Let you walk away with the winningest head coach of all time with no championships, no first-round QBs, 
and you and you walk to a hundred million dollars in a restart in a better in a in a better conference program. It's a why is it so many win-wins? <laughs> it's it's so many win-wins. So Marcus Freeman gotta get something. He started with a guy hired before him, and he's the head coach. I don't even know how that, how how you go through all of that through them 10 years. You let a guy walk to get more money somewhere else without giving you a championship and all them excuses and reasons and stuff that you had to go through to protect that brand. But a guy that was trying to leave halfway the whole time, stop recruiting halfway the whole time. And then you get a whole fresh guy in-house, young, right for the team, team wants him, and you hire a guy before the guy. Hey, bro. All I'm saying is the whole narrative surrounding how everything happened a year ago was about as mysterious as you being a Jaguar <laughs> fan. <laughs> you know, left has gone to the NFL you know, experience. He went to the NFL experience <laughs> yesterday and bought him a T-shirt to prove his point. Went to the NFL experience. <laughs> To prove that he's a Jaguars fan to LL Nation today. <laughs> oh man! Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. This YouTube. is team issue gear. This is from the team. You got to be at the facility to get a shirt like this. Dude, you were probably standing outside an event, and they were throwing T-shirts with a little gun machine, like they do at baseball and basketball games. See, it's the material. It's the material that can tell you the difference. You know, I damn near got the same shirt with Trevor Lawrence got his shirt from. <laughs> oh, man. Follow us on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Smash the like button, subscribe. Hit the notification bell so every time we go live or post something, you'll have it. Man, we brought, <laughs> brought Adora Whiskey. AdoraWhiskey.com, their premium American whiskey. Adora See, whiskey. I'm ahead of the curve just like I'm ahead of the curve back Lucky to the Lucky Podcast. Left, a quarterback, we spin it different. <laughs> Yo, right. speaking of Byron Leftwich, man. They used to was... call me Byron Leftwich at school. <laughs> really? Yeah, like my friends on the team. They said I play like Brian. From the time you David were in high school, Garrard. Byron was what getting ready to leave Marshall. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like uh, when he was at the Jags because I was a Jags fan at college. Here we go. Like, yeah. Here we go. It was like, yeah, you do remind me of a David Garrard, Byron Leffert because I was a huge Jags fan in college and stuff. So yeah, just letting you know, yeah. I'm a real fan. Yeah, it's funny. We Bob O'Day taps in. Why are we saying Tommy Reese was forced upon him? Because the decision was made before he was named head coach. What have you ever been to They hire a guy before they hired you in the same stuff. They're like, yeah, we're gonna uh, Okay, wait, wait, because we can keep it we can keep it a buck. Most of these candidates are being told that Notre Dame would like to have continuity. And would like to keep their offensive staff. They're being told that up front. 
So candidates that might like to bring one or two guys with them, they might not like that. But they're being told up front, hey, we like Jared Parker. We like Chancey Stuckey. We like Dylan McCullough. We like Harry Heastan. We're good. We're good. We, like, but so, we are, though. Like, we, so if you want to be OC, <laughs> hey, we already have our staff. And the staff is good. You got a good staff. You don't got no BS staff. You got a staff that now produce. They have the option to choose whether or not they still want to take the job under those conditions, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Marcus Freeman was pretty much told, yo, this is how we see things. We want to keep continuity. We would like for this person to stay on. And Marcus Freeman had a choice of whether or not he wanted to accept those conditions. So if you want to say him accepting those conditions was him, whatever. All we're saying is he did not have a choice that most first-time head coaches get to choose their full staff. He didn't. It wasn't like the last. Absolutely. So it's to make that, that right there shows it wasn't continuity because it wasn't like the last start. The last start, dude flew in on the plane mid-season. It's tomato, tomato. Yeah. And the man gets the job, and literally two months later, this dude is courting other schools. <laughs> after making a speech and after being actually basically just presented to the head coach, he's off courting other positions. This is why you give head coaches the opportunity to bring their own guys in. Because you got to put Marcus Freeman in a position where he got to go up in the media and be like, if you want to be here, then you I got to ask you to be here. Like, what, fresh, what off, fresh in the door. This is what he's dealing with. With the dude that was presented to him like, man, we would like to keep continuity. Okay, <laughs> I can rock with that. And now I have to deal with this? Come on, man. And now I got to speak on it. Now I got to be like, look, I want guys that want to be here, even though I didn't ask them to be here. <laughs> they were not agreed upon. They were not. It was presented to Marcus Freeman as if this is what we would like. And and now you remember, too. Either you, either you, remember you can too rock you with got- it or you can't. And, it's and, the same and, and thing Marcus Freeman that. is doing to the OC candidates. We want our guys to stay. Either you can rock with it or you can't. Period. These OC candidates are not receiving the opportunity to come in and say, I want to bring in a new running backs coach. I want to bring in a new offensive line coach. That's not the way it's happening. It's not. And people want to defend, too. Tommy Reese is a big dude. This is college football. This is business. It's okay that Notre Dame, in a situation where they were looking really bad, chose to save face by keeping somebody like Tommy around for continuity. Because keeping him around made it a lot easier to hire a first-time head coach at a big school like this. Let's Let's not act strange when it comes to optics and business. Yeah, we or, understand why things happen. Or I see people in the chat point. talking about well, they coach together. What does that mean? Because it, because so just because they coach together, they cool. 
Because if you look at it through a vacuum, you could look at it as, okay, we're doing this as an insurance plan. You as know, far as first, what? As first-year head coach doesn't really go right, you know, the hype ends and we're not good, then we could just slide Tommy in as the 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 insert, as the intern head coach that could have, should have been. He could have been like that too. Man, look, let's stop. We got to stop this, man. There's a bunch of people on coaching staffs that don't talk to each other. I'm not about to get deep into this. And we're not about to try to make this seem like, dude. We knew it was going to go bad when Tommy was upset. And Tommy Reese were cool. That's that's, that's the extent of it. But we knew it was was something when Tommy was denied his tight ends coach. Now, see, that's why I said I don't want to not – See, 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 but then we wrong if we say something. But Dude. we just speaking on what the this timeline looks like. There was plenty Why of tension. Know? There was plenty of tension <laughs> right out the gate. This man just got the job, and there's already a plenty of tension. Guess why? That's not mm. his guy. That's not his guy. It's not, not his, his guy. dude. It's not. Did he agree to it? Yes. Would I have agreed to it? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I don't think I don't blame Marcus Freeman for agreeing with it. Heck yeah. I'd have been like, I would have done the same right. thing. Yeah, shoot, whatever. Like, let's do it. That's fine. We're gonna sign. But in agreeing with it, I'm not expecting this dude to go quarter school a month later and then <laughs> to try to block a decision that I want when it comes to a hire. Tell a dude, yeah, or tell a dude, or tell a dude, I'm not recruiting you no more. Recruit a dude in the year after, and you don't even know. That's on the same seven on seventeen. That's what I'm saying. You, and you think that kid buddy. is not going to find out, and you think he's not going to find out what you're doing. And now he calling you like, "Am I still good?" You like, "Wait a minute, when you when wasn't you good? I thought you was. I thought you was coming." It's crazy, man. And if people don't realize. Look, we don't even have to tell you. Just go back and look at how things started to go and what Marcus Freeman and how he responded to it. You had somebody that was presented to the man within the deal. And after being presented, he's like, okay, we're cool. And a month later, the dude is p- trying to get another gig. And it's and the, and the man it's comes public. out in, in front of the media and said, yes, I had to go ask the dude, do you want to be here? <laughs> Wait a minute. He just gave a whole speech and was just presented to you. Talking about he's hard as here. So do you think, wait a minute, do you think if Marcus Freeman had interviewed someone, <laughs> vetted someone, do you think, like the OC now, whomever he hires in the coming weeks, do you, you think a month from now, do you think a month from now they're going to be looking for another job? Do you think that's going to happen? He would never have to say, oh, I have to ask the guy I just hired and vetted and asked if he really wanted to be here, if he really wanted to be here. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, I applaud Jack Swarbrick. 
He did what was necessary. In the face of the foolishness of Brian Kelly and the way he did things, he allowed Notre Dame to regain something, regain continuity, keep the recruiting class intact, and give him a foundation to make a bold move. Jack Swarbrick did everything he needed to do to get where to get to the destination he wanted to get to. That's not the issue. In doing so, you open yourself up optically to the stories and narratives that came out. When the Athletic reported that Tommy had full autonomy, how do you think that made the new head coach feel? We're not gonna play games. We're not about to play games, man. We're not doing this. Full autonomy, and he's looking for jobs. And he's telling you who he's recruiting. And he's getting mad that he can't bring his guys in. What what, what like is they this? literally broke the story about autonomy, and literally right on top of that, this dude goes looking for another dude. <laughs> Mess. Mess. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Left froze. I don't know what happened to him. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm right here. Hopefully he can come back. I'm, was it me? I thought I was good. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the Lucky Lefty podcast. Once again, we just we just hashing through the details and combing through uh, of what the optics look like or how this new start now that the house is clear where Marcus Freeman is headed. And it's a great opportunity to almost – Restart your first year, right? Restart your first year having a new splash hire as an OC. And that's going to be huge for the rejuvenation of what a team needs offensively. You got a new quarterback in there. You got a new OC. The team is looking to bounce back from cleaning all the mess that was made in just one year. No more distractions offensively. You can even hire another quarterback coach. Get two guys in there if you want to. Well, I mean, you could finesse that from the number standpoint of the number of coaches you can are allowed to have. You can have a GA come in and teach quarterbacks. You dealt with GAs when you were there as a quarterback left. So, absolutely, Notre Dame's, and then you add on the fact that Notre Dame's a hotbed for coaches to launch their careers even to a bigger platform. So, you know, I think if anything, we learn one thing that the way Notre Dame finds a way to handle all that and still produce quality seasons is something that is, is going to be hard to just change overnight. But Marcus Freeman hopefully being a consistent uh, foundation piece within that, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be fine, you know, because he's going to make the right hires provided they allow him to. And I think the coaches that he does hire are committed to, you know, what the, the vision and the process is 
to help this team win a championship. And I think in the grand scheme of things, that's what they wanted uh, when they hired Marcus Freeman and the things that are happening um, on to get into that. It's happening natural, you know, because you don't want to be stuck with a guy who doesn't want to be there, right? So um, I think it's good that Marcus Freeman doesn't have to make any rash moves and to make it optically look bad on him as if he doesn't trust his own staff. Yeah. He's like, all right, if you want to go, go ahead <laughs> with your bad self. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Well, what we're pointing out is that the buzz around Notre Dame and this program has taken a total 180. Total 180 since this time. There were some embarrassing things nationally that this program had to deal with this time last year as Marcus Freeman was still interviewing guys to fill out his staff. And now it's a total 180. Well, they view this job, this offensive coordinator job, as a plum job, and you have people calling to say, man, I'm just checking in to see, you know, what's up with the gig. And that's a perfect way for us to segue into the report that came out yesterday for Byron Leftwich. Um, when the report came out, I called my people and had them do some digging. And, you know, I text you left and was like, nah, this ain't, this report is, is, is bogus. And then I actually ended up talking to Brian Driscoll a little bit later. He confirmed some things that he had heard, and it was just like, okay. And it's not so much, I won't sit here and say that Byron Leftwich is not a candidate or he's not interested in the job. But the way it was reported, as far as him reaching out and all of that, no. No. So... It's interesting, though. Definitely interesting. I think just the it makes sense as a as a splash hire. Uh, he's a he's a great offense coordinator for what he does on the resume side of things. The NFL experience can add a lot of benefit to an offense that has a lot of talent and a guy that will know how to use that talent. Considering, you know, he spent the last three years doing it, probably more than a college football coach would in terms of knowing how to use talent to the best of his ability. And he worked with Tom Brady. So all those things have to shake out to something good for a Notre Dame program that needs maybe somewhat of a, um experienced uh, play caller and in a position that um, understands the, the benefit of uh, having a, a staff that that can support him. You know, I think Brian Leftwich in his own right was going through some things where he was trying to figure out uh, how to get some of the autonomy that we gave Tommy. Mm -hmm. So I think it could be a nice match made um, from what Brian Leftwich can almost restart. You know, after getting fired as an NFL guy, it's probably a little harder to get back in the NFL right away. No one, you know, no one's circumstances. However, if he comes to, back to college and wins a championship or, 
you know, done something like how Todd Munkin has been able to show. I'm sure NFL teams will be calling just as uh just to just as good as it was before. So um maybe Marcus Freeman has connections like that. And it would be good to see him um really expand on that. I think it's a open field. Like you said, you got guys taking um calls to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. How many places do that? So mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman definitely probably has a lot of options in front of him. He's not bare at any standpoint. Yeah, and as far as, you know, I, I spoke on it not only on our podcast but on Iris Breakdown yesterday on a recruiting show. And Byron Leftwich is an A1 person. And man, you got to see. You'd be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to find someone amongst the candidates that's better prepared to teach the quarterback position. I won't debate like play calling and all of that, but teaching the quarterback position, I would take him at the top with anybody else. Not only did he play. He coached Tom Brady. How many jobs is Bill O'Brien still getting? For coaching he coached Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. He's still getting jobs, failing up. And we talking about not a strong enough resume. He won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Bucket. You know how sorry Tampa Bay has been? Yeah. The losing his sports franchise. And they won a Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich calling plays for the greatest quarterback. Yeah. And you're talking I, about we pass. Come on, man. What are we talking about? But you all want a time in this day? Y'all want a time in this day? It's, 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 it's really, you know, one of those things where, you know, I don't know for sure, but I'm willing to bet that at some time this, this week, Byron Leftwich will be in Arizona. Yeah, he's going to be out. That's people that want jobs. <laughs> they go to where the jobs are. So I'm pretty sure at some point he and his representation will be in Arizona rubbing shoulders and seeing what's next. So you know, that was the first thing that jumped out to me about that story, like, yeah, like, it was, it he was hasn't a little really, shocking to him reaching out. That he really hasn't crazy. found out where he sits on in the NFL landscape because he's respected. Like, Even if he, he takes just, a step back to be a quarterback coach somewhere to get another opportunity to be an OC. Because he literally just denied the head coaching job for Jacksonville the year before. But he just got through interviewing for multiple head coaching jobs. So I doubt he just reached out to to Notre Dame. Like I mean, yeah, I think we we're great, but he ain't that fast. He ain't even get the yes or no yet. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I well, I hope someone isn't questioning the intelligence of Byron Leftwich in the chat. I maybe because I, you know, come on, man. <laughs> just move on. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we want a smart. I mean, we just got done with a smart OZ, OC, right? The, the OC, smartest. The, the smartest. OC we just lost is supposed to be super smart. The next Sean McVay. So, 
Like by Dan Orlovsky, he's supposed to be the yeah, one. Yeah, I would look. If they told me, and I actually said, Brian Driscoll and I had this conversation. If you wanted to elevate from within and bring Byron in to teach quarterbacks, I I would, like once again, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better individual to teach quarterback play amongst the candidates. Like he just he has just as much experience as Joe Moorhead, anybody else when it comes to dealing with quarterbacks. So, look, he wouldn't be my first choice. I'll keep it a buck left, but you know, I would have a conversation with him. I would have a conversation. I would bring him to campus. I would build a relationship with him and bring him to campus. And I'm not even talking about the job. I'm just talking about that's someone to have around. Heck, if you bring Ed Orgeron, or if Ed Orgeron can come around, man, bring some guys in that you can tap tap into their knowledge, talk to them, have them watch a practice, share information, and get better. Not just him, other impressive minds. By all means. And that's what's so interesting about you know, building out your staff and having right people around the program is because it you can take a little bit from everybody. You don't necessarily have to hire everybody, but it can be conversations had because you're in that position where you get a call from Notre Dame, you're going to take a visit or at least pick up the phone. So Marcus Freeman's football Rolodex, right. being a Notre Dame head football coach, he can call upon a lot of people to come by yeah, and be interested in what they got going on or at least trying to help. Um, so I just hope, you know, in the position he is, he's in, with everything being available as a resource almost, putting the, putting the team together from that is a challenge in of itself. But uh, doing that with also recruiting, I mean, it's a balancing act he's showing that he's capable of, mm-hmm. and now we just got to put it on the field as a product. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content, leave five stars. Leave your comments. We appreciate each and every one of them. We love you guys in the chat each and every day. You keep it on fire consistently for us. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different.